welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. San Francisco time on the world's best internet radio station, BFF.FM, or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about the second album from San Francisco band Grublin, titled A Wormhole is a Freeway to the Stars, and the first song is called Hello Again. Hello again It's good to see you on your own again It's good to see you off your phone again It's good to see you on your own I've been fine too Can't say I'm doing too bad Except in the past year I faced so much fear So much fear that could last a lifetime Downtown I saw I came across this album because, as we mentioned in the last podcast, there's kind of a dearth of album releases around the holidays. And so I've been looking at best of 2023 lists to see what we may have missed. And I was going through the heavy rotation playlist from our the, the world's best internet radio station, BFF.FM, who carries our podcast because they play a lot of local bands. And I was looking for local artists who have released albums in the last year. And as I was going through the list, there was some, you know, dance and electronica, which isn't really my thing. And I, I looked at, I called up the Grublin album and I saw the album art and the t- album title. And I thought, I kind of know what this is going to be. And then when I started playing it, I was very surprised to hear vocalist Ellie Stokes, just warm, honey voice and this pretty piano. And it was a really interesting sound. And so we, we listened to it a few times and we're very charmed. Yeah, I think seeing, um, you know, so much of our show, I feel like it's it's tough sometimes to get that attention on local artists in part because we're, depending on how charitable you're feeling, we're Gen Xers or middle-aged. And so not exactly going out to weeknight showcases of seeing the local artists so much. So thanks to our BFF compatriots for bringing this band to our attention. And yeah, I had exactly the same reaction of, oh no, this is going to be like the world's worst jam band self-indulgent nonsense and it is the opposite of that (laughs) it is someone with this beautiful voice and i you know the impression i get is that she's pretty young but her voice has this just very kind of lived in quality that feels so not weary but just kind of a little bit you know unimpressed like Mm -hmm. and, and and I think this entire record and frankly, the entire band is sort of a post-COVID project where I think she was in a completely separate band, the Fantasy Spiders, and that broke up and then started this project and brought other musicians on board over time to realize her vision and has talked, I think, about coming out of trauma. And I don't know exactly. She's a little vague about what that trauma might have been, but we all went through a lot. So mm-hmm. we'll let it be whatever it was for her. But this is such a this song is like hello again is the message of 
should be sort of welcoming, but it is the sense of like, oh, we've been through some stuff. Yeah. And just, it's kind of a miracle just to see people all around. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the San Francisco Doom Loop and seeing someone walking downtown is sort of a miracle. Like, yes, downtown is still there. People are still alive. We made it this far. It's not over necessarily. So, and there are really, what I will say, there's a three, if there's a through line on the record, and you'll find out that the songs sound very different. But if there's a through line, there's these almost mantra-like vocals of just kind of grabbing onto an idea and really repeating it. And I think if you're on that, if you're ready for that, it when it's being surrounded by such warmth and interesting music, I think that can be very appealing. And so it's just like grabbing onto these kernels of hope and running with it. So there's a lot of different sounds on the album, and the next song takes a very different turn, and it's called Gastropod. song is definitely more what i expected based on the album cover and write-up and title and i think it's good that this was the second track because if we had heard this first it would have it would have been very easy i think to kind of dismiss them it's like oh this is just kind of undisciplined craziness but even so this chaos it's constrained to 30 seconds they go nuts she tells her collaborators who i believe is alejandro lara agras on bass and Sean Aaron on drums and just tells him, go nuts. You get 30 seconds of freak out and then pull it back and then build a really nice kind of funky groove that I think captures, again, some of these themes that do evolve over the record of we went through this trauma and we're feeling kind of very vulnerable and trying to find strength, even as she keeps saying, like, yeah, I'm soft on the inside. Yeah, a gastropod is a snail, by the way. Yeah, well, a slug or a snail or similar things. And using the great term of fusiform, mm-hmm. which I guess is like a tapered shell on either end. So it's. I, I like the way that, you know, the, as you said, they kind of go crazy at the beginning, but then those themes, like the that musical theme, is carried in a quieter, softer way over the vocals. And so it gives it a, that there's a real change in tone, and yet it feels like a cons- 
cohesive song. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's so much, it's like, it is a very much, where the first song did feel very much like, I am a solo artist. This feels like a band. You see the interplay between her vocals, the bass, the drums, and they build together and, and play on each other to create a song that works really great on the record, I think would work really well live. Um, and if you see, I've seen live performances and they do feel a little kind of looser and crazier as a live band. And so this song really, I think, plays to those strengths. It's just a blast. And, you know, I think a really great counterpart. And I think it's setting out these two sort of extremes at the beginning of the record where then the extreme kind of cabaret side of things and then the crazy psychedelic freak out side of things. And then the, they can kind of mix and match the blend of elements for the rest of the record. And I think that plays out as we kind of explore that middle ground on the subsequent tracks, which starts with this next one. It's called Jane Fonda of the Ship. This song now goes in a completely other direction, which is just kind of like an indie rock ballad. It's got a really nice rhythm guitar. The bass is really like really keeps it lively. I love the bass line in the background and mm -hmm. it's just kind of it's smooth. It carries me along. It's got to be like it's uh, it just feels very different from the first two songs. Yeah. And it's for me, her vocal style always anchors it in something other than just straight rock mm -hmm. because it has so much of that kind of jazzy cabaret sound. But what I like that contrast. And then I like that this song, you know, a lot of these songs are not kind of conventional pop song structures. I think Gastropod for all of its freak outness was probably the closer to that with a verse, verse chorus, verse chorus structure here. It's just kind of a sequence of these little kind of vignettes mm -hmm. and gradually building this kind of feeling of anxiety and there's never really a chorus. It's just kind of this sense of like, I'm just trying to find connection and feeling this sort of my stomach twisting in knots and it's building and building. And then this notion of like, oh, maybe this is actually building to something of the knots being baked and consumed. And it's like, it's kind of weird, but it's also at least cathartic. And then this piano comes in that's so clean and pretty. And so, yeah, it's structurally strange and it has such a wonderful emotional arc. 
Yeah, I, it's, it's interesting that I know Stokes plays keys in another band, and so she's obviously knows how to play. But this is the first song where there's really a heavy amount of keyboard or piano, and that becomes more of a theme on the rest of the record. But I like that it starts out with more, this more kind of guitar driven, and then introduces the piano. Yeah, she definitely does also play guitar if you yeah, see yeah, those yeah. those live those live videos that you can find online. Yeah, but I feel like I mean I I love guitar, but it's more uh, it, it's more expected. Whereas I think the piano or the keyboard with her voice is a more unusual sound. Yeah, for sure. And we come from that into some more kind of some strangely titled songs exploring different kinds of emotional territory in this middle section of the record. So the next song we'll play is one of those. It's called Twiggy Moltz. I can't see like I used to It's too humid in here It feels like my view's obstructed not enough to make me feel fear When the chirping is ever near It's like they're all calling me Now they know I can only hear Sometimes it's frustrating has such a fun different sound where I feel like Ellie Stokes vocals are mostly pretty clean and classical sounding and here they put a lot more processing onto the voice so it sounds more kind of crazy along with this song where there's kind of a verse pre-chorus and then the chorus is just this wordless kind of yeah la la da da as it gets sort of increasingly kind of garbled Mm -hmm. electronically over the course of this like 20 second chorus so it sounds really cool and different even as it's i think thematically pretty consistent with the songs we've heard so far yeah if you don't know when reptiles shed their skin their eyes are also covered by the skin so their vision gets a little bit cloudy as the the like skin that's about to be shed is like kind of coming loose from the underlying new skin and so it's a little bit tough for them to see and with snakes they can be a little testy because they can't see you sometimes so I interpreted this as from the perspective of the snake or lizard who's shedding their skin and just being at peace with like I can't see that well but it's not scary like the sun's there there are birds or crickets chirping and I took this as a metaphor as going through transformational change with grace and calm was how, how I read it. I don't know if that's how it was intended, but I found it very calming in that way. No, I think it makes sense as a good metaphor. And this is, I guess, the second of a handful of animal metaphors that we hear over the course of this record. And here it is, yeah, that very much notion of we've been through those times where things are really tough and you are trying to maintain that faith that like, oh, it's tough right now, but it's going to be worth it. Like mm-hmm. I will grow and change and be better at the end of this process. But it's really tough when you're having trouble seeing and that just having to trust that like, okay, when you're done, the sun is still going to be there. You're, the people you love are still going to be around you. And that's it's, yeah, and, it's and really having, moving. And having gratitude for the positive things. Like I'm not, I'm here, I hear the chirping, so I'm not alone. And I have a really nice house with a nice view of the living room. And it's, it, I, felt, I found the song very charming. No, it is, it's very cool. And a nice, I said, like 
most of the record is pretty mellow and but it's i love that each song is kind of mellow in a different way Mm -hmm. and each yeah it's just very charming and so from here we go into i think a more energetic but still more on the chill side and i think one of their kind of singles and music videos for this next track it's called escher girl unusual song and it has uh, what feels very feels like very electronic instrumentation to me I think that's a I think there's a piano loop in the beginning that then is then there's actual piano played over it and then it really sounds like a drum machine to me for the percussion although there's the more organic kind of tricks throughout where there's like a shaker that's panning from ear to ear and some other things but it's a different kind of sound and it is it's this song is very wandering. It takes you on a journey, but the journey doesn't really go anywhere. But it goes through a few different phases that I thought was it, it, an interesting structure and an interesting sound. Yeah, the drum sound in particular, it's so evocative without being any specific touch point, but it just like pulls me back to the 90s mm-hmm. really hard. There's something just so kind of vaguely trip hoppy about it. That then when contrasted against the super jazzy interlude we hear, mm-hmm. we went out with there. And it's such a strange combination. And yeah, to have such a synthetic drum machine on one end and then the shaker that feels very organic on the other. And, and her voice is just so organic sounding. It's very warm. And yeah, I think, you know, this is a testament. I You know, I mentioned the video. The video, super homemade, although it does have that sense of like wandering around and a little aimlessly in a park somewhere very you know very low tech but this is just my point to, time to point out that i feel like very impressive for you know an up-and-coming band i feel like their sound is very polished and it's super well produced i guess they went to the complex in sf got help from jim greer with who has an insane uh track record with a number of local and not so local mm-hmm. artists and with weirdly like a non-trivial amount of hip-hop experience and the sound comes out just coming really clean. And I, I think even these songs that throw a lot of, like this has all of these layered keyboards and yet it always feels restrained. And again, exactly what I was afraid of when I sort of saw the general sales pitch on the record was like, oh, this is going to be... There was a sales pitch. Well, like I, if you look at the write-up, you yeah, look yeah. at the album cover, you look at the title of the record, mm-hmm. even the name of the band, everything about it says like this is going to be kind of undisciplined. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's just like that is kind of the presentation. And so to then crack it open, listen to it and realize, no, this is very tasteful, very restrained, 
there feel like there are a lot of ideas, but they aren't trying to squeeze all of them into one song. And even when they squeeze a lot of ideas in, whatever combination of the, the musicians themselves and the production team working with them is making sure that it doesn't just become mush. It's very clean and really cohesive. And for me, a lot of these songs are, are actually, there are interesting ideas that I wanted to hear fleshed out more. This whole album is, I think, less than 30 minutes long. And each one, I felt like I wanted more. There there are some, you know, repeated elements and things like that. And it's like, I wanted, I wanted that to keep going and go in different directions and really explore the so- sound more. So I think that's a positive thing to say about any song. Yeah, for sure. Leave you wanting more mm-hmm. is, is what they always say. So uh, although we, having just said that, we go into, I think, the longest track on the record. So arguably the least restrained and another return to some of these nature metaphors on the next track that's called Salamander Finds Herself. Swam naked for the first time in a swimming hole and I felt safe while being at my most vulnerable. Never thought that happened to a human like me but I was happy protected by the trees protected by the This song is, you know, I said it's one of the longest tracks on the record, but it squeezes so much. There's this entire narrative arc where we start at a supermarket, arrive at the swimming hole, initially afraid of nature, and then finally becoming one with nature and the going down to the river becoming this going up into this transcendence where the kind of jam freak out comes in and takes over the last minute of the song but it feels earned yeah we played the last verse there and the first two verses are about going down to the river and down and away and then the last verse is going up and and toward which is just such a great arc i feel like this is the most fully realized of the songs on this record and i really i liked the melody and the the instrumentation that it really has a full band sound and i just really like the story that she's telling through the lyrics yeah and it's yeah not you know i i spent enough time with hippies back in the day to be a little skeptical of the, oh just go back to nature man but there is truth in the sometimes just you got to go touch grass mm-hmm. and from gastropod where i think she mentions like there isn't even a blade of grass to sustain me Mm -hmm. it's like finally like oh i'm here in the wood i'm in i'm in the woods i'm in the swimming hole and there's all the grass all the nature i need to replenish myself and it's pretty it's beautiful yeah i really like this song and there's a real narrative arc i think to the album as well it's well sequenced and i feel like you know as we you've talked about there are themes of kind of going through trauma and transformational change and sort of coming out the other side and this song i think kind of shows that whole journey and it's a nice well-placed at the seventh or sorry six track so it kind of there are two more songs after this so it kind of sets you up for like we've kind of traveled this journey and now we're seeing the end result which i really like 
So after all of this talk of journeys, though, we then go into the uh, penultimate track, which is named for kind of going in a circle. It's called Robrus. I recall the first time you spit on me in drama class when I was 14. Or was it 13? I recall the first time you slid your wrists in front of me, in front of me. But I never thought I'd live to see the growing pain from younger become something to grow and pave the way. Never thought I'd live to see the growing pain from younger. Never thought I'd live to see the day. So I would say Ouroboros. But yes, well, I, I was uh, I deer in the headlights on that one. Wait, how do I pronounce it? Oh, sh- I, I gotta say, I gotta say, so, uh, it's fun to record a podcast. All right. Anyway, <laughs> this song also comes in with a very electronic sound. And I like that there's the repetition in the instrumentation that that co- conveys the idea of an Ouroboros the, the imagery of the snake eating its own tail. Life is just a series of cycles. And the way that it connects that to the lyrics, where there's kind of the repeti- repetition in the instrumentation. The lyrics tell a story of coming full circle. Like everything goes together in the song to express an idea in a unified way, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, and it is, I think there is that yeah layer of electronicness, but then I feel like there are a lot of subtle, more natural sounds. And I think like, we do get double tracking of the vocals and then coming into that second musical or instrumental interlude, you get all of these different drum sounds. So it's like there's yeah. a shaker and the kick drum and then what sounds like congas. And yeah, just, I was going to say, it sounds like a polyrhythmic conga it, beat. It's super, yeah, super textured, very fun. Uh, not sure how well they can capture that in a, in a live show, but it sounds really great on the record. And it's, you know, and I think also this is nice. It kind of ties back to the Twiggy Moltz was about shedding a skin. And here it's like there she was talking about shedding her own skin. And here she's having sympathy for someone else and saying like, oh, you you, you seem to be shedding your skin and learning how to feel like yourself. And it's really a, a wonderful bit of empathy. Yeah, the way this record is put together and the way that the songs are structured and sequenced is very thoughtful. And part of why we do this podcast where we talk about one album at a time as a complete work of art is because I really like it when artists do that, where they kind of use this collection of songs to convey something as a whole that's greater than the sum of its parts. And I really feel like that's what we get here. Yeah, it's really fantastic. And really, uh, I do just want to shout out how great it is to have uh, an artist who grew up in San Francisco and took advantage of the San Francisco Rock Project, whom you've probably seen if you're in the city out at various street festivals and like how great it is to have this infrastructure for nurturing musical talent and really encouraging people to be in bands and play music and end up playing live and recording. And it's fantastic to see this resulting in great local artists. Yeah, the San Francisco Rock Project is a project that gets kids introduced to instruments and playing together. And so, as you said, at festivals and stuff, you'll see teenagers and kids playing together as a band. Yeah, it's it's really inspiring when I see that. And it's even more inspiring to realize that it can lead to these really people going and creating their own music and it's sounding fantastic. It's not just, oh, it's a local band. It's like, no, this is a band that happens to be local and I'm really excited to see what two records in that they're getting this level of 
musical polish and sort of thematic cohesion, even while sounding, as she's described, that it's like, I want it to sound like you're turning the dial. Every song sounds totally different, yet it's cohesive. It's really impressive. And it also gives me a lot of appreciation for the fact that we have this amazing radio station in San Francisco that is put together with love and a lot of work. And it introduces us to so many amazing local artists that we wouldn't hear otherwise. Yeah. Yay. So we're going to go out. The last track is called It Costs Zero Dollars to Be Kind. And we've been discussing A Wormhole is a Freeway to the Stars by Grublin. And you've been listening to For the Record. Thanks so much for listening. It's never all that bad. 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 I picked my nails again. I picked my nails again. So I paint my nails again. I paint my nails again. of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.